Hey, everybody, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Um, you can probably, t- oh, the, oh, I'm sorry, this is episode number 351. Um, I want to talk to you about a little something serious this time. Not life and death serious, not politics or anything like that. Just a little more serious. Now, the last episode of this podcast was episode number 350. And usually when I hit a milestone in some, you know, in some fashion in my life or in, in my art, I always kind of look at it and reflect back and make a decision on what's going to happen in the future. When I hit episode number 300, I literally sat back and I thought, you know, 300 episodes, I'm proud of the episodes. You know, I did good work on these episodes and some people were listening to it. And uh, 300 is a good number. I mean, I've done that number, you know, so if people discover this podcast, if I just stop doing it, I can at least look back at the body at work and say, hey, I did that and be proud of it. Just like if you were a part of a television series, you know, or if you did a, a movie franchise and you did three born identity movies and you go, OK, that's enough. You know, I don't need to do that character again or something like that. I did that already. I was happy with it. Time to move on. And that's what I thought about after we recorded 300. My last episode was episode number 350. And I had those thoughts again, not that I was going to uh, give up the podcast, but I had to think in terms of what do you want to do? Right. Because I started to. How can I put this? Sometimes you got to look at things that you're doing and make a decision whether you want to continue to do them or whether you need to change the motivation behind doing the thing that we're talking about. Now, as far as the podcast is concerned, I enjoy doing it so much that even if we could go back five years to when I literally did a bunch of episodes in a row with zero listeners, um, I enjoyed it so much that I didn't care. And right around episode number 300, I kind of lost that joy. And I thought, man, I'm either going to either going to do this or not do this. But I can't do this because I don't have Joe Rogan numbers and all of that kind of thing. You know, I may never get Joe Rogan numbers or serial numbers or things of that nature. And I realized, am I going <laughs> to let whether I enjoy podcasting be dictated to Am I going to let the, the, the numbers dictate whether I enjoy doing this? And the answer to that was no. I love doing it. And I have people listening now. Not as many as I'd like, but, you know, I'm shooting for seven billion. OK. But the motivation behind doing this changed. The motivation behind doing this was an expression of joy. Just the fact that I like sharing ideas and doing little funny stories and little funny characters with people. And we got a nice little amount of people that are listening to it. Great. That's fantastic. So this is this is cool. But I started thinking about it. I mean, don't we all have to check the motivation behind why we do anything? Right. Because like I said, around episode 300, I can seriously consider just going, all right, I'm done. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I'm going to start doing stand up comedy this year again. And I realized the reason that I stopped, other than the fact that I hurt my back, was I made the classic mistake. I did stand up comedy. And the reason I start doing started doing it was more about not being invisible than enjoying comedy for the pure joy of doing comedy. 
And when you have that kind of motivation, oh, man, it's only a matter of time before something comes along that derails you. Because if I had that pure love of the art form, my back being hurt would have stopped me for a few months tops. And that would have be it. It would have never stopped me. I would have been thinking about it and concentrating on it and just it would have been a fever pitch. But I wasn't. Here's one of the things you got to watch out for. Sometimes it's good to be naturally good at something, and sometimes a little adversity is a good thing. When I started doing this podcasting thing, I was okay at it because I didn't understand the concept. Sometimes I would do pieces of material um, that were old pieces from my act or old act in the past that I hadn't done on TV or something like that. And I would forget about the fact that I wasn't performing to someone that was there. So sometimes the bits didn't translate to the podcast. I mean, they still work, but you know, sometimes if, if a person can't physically see you, sometimes a thing you'll say, the context will change. And as I did it again and again and again, I realized how much I enjoyed it. And when I hurt my back, Nothing stopped me from podcasting. There's a couple of podcasts when my back was really, really killing me. I didn't even tell you guys. I was literally laying on my bed with a microphone on my stomach because I wanted to do the podcast and I couldn't get up. <laughs> okay. But nothing stopped me. I was like, I'm not a hell no. I'm doing my podcast. Damn it. There's people that's listening. And in addition to that, more importantly, I love doing it. But I do love stand up. But the motivation behind doing it was wrong. It was more about not being invisible because I felt invisible as a young man, as a young boy. When I was told by, you know, older relatives that I didn't even talk to strangers when I was younger, I didn't talk to people. I was very shy, very introverted. And even as I got older, I always felt less than other people. I didn't let anybody know I was a naturally funny person. So I always looked like I was the life of the party, you know, a lovable alpha, if you will. But that was a facade, man. That was fake. Not intentionally fake, but fake. I'm pretty sure some of you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure some of you are the funny lady or the funny guy, but inside you realize this is going to keep people just close enough where they think I'm great and hilarious, but far enough away so they don't know that I feel like crap when I'm by myself. Let's go back to stand-up comedy for a minute. I really did love doing it in the beginning. But then after a while, it becomes about who gets one spot, who gets, how come he gets a nine o'clock spot? How come he gets eight o'clock spot? Hey, that guy curses. I don't curse. I'm going to start cursing. Hey, that guy talks about relationship. I write relationship material. Now, I never took anyone else's material, nor will I ever do that. But I kind of looked at what people were doing and said, hey, I'm going to be like everybody else. I want to fit in. Never took anyone's jokes, wrote my own jokes. But I want to fit in, man. Everybody's doing jokes about their genitals. I'll write jokes about my genitals. Everybody's talking about their wife. Well, I'm not married, but I've had girlfriends. I'll write about that. I never wrote in term, you know, uh, as if to say, this is what I think is funny about the world. This is my take. And here's my unique spin. No. 
But the thing was, I was naturally funny. I was able to make people laugh and I didn't enjoy the process of writing because I wasn't writing what I wanted to write. You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure you can relate with whatever you're doing. You're not enjoying it. And I was naturally good at it. And because I was good at it naturally, even though I didn't enjoy the process, I kept doing it. It'd be the equivalent of going to school and your natural knowledge base made you get a B no matter what. Not a strong B, not an 89, but like an 80 or an 82 out of 100, you know? You know, you were a nerd like I was as a kid. And I read the encyclopedia and I watched the science shows and the math shows and all of that stuff just for fun. So when I went to school, I already knew a lot of that stuff. So when they gave me a test, even if it was a surprise quiz, 80, 80, 81, 82, 80, 80, 80, 80, 84, 83, 86. Without even really studying, it required no effort on my part. You would think that a person that realized that he had these gifts, he would Study hard and get an A plus and apply himself. But no, I was happy with my 80s. And I was happy with my 80s in stand-up comedy as well. And I was happy with my 80s in my first 20 to 30 to 40 podcasts. <laughs> but when it came to the podcast, because I enjoy this so much, I enjoy my interactions with you. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy your input. I enjoy the fact that you love this stuff. I started applying to myself and I got started getting better and better and better. And I think I'm pretty good at this now. I would never say I'm giving myself an A, but I know I got a strong B now and I'm heading towards A and A plus is the goal. And now I'm starting to go back to stand up comedy again because you keep asking me it will happen this year. But the difference is now. The process is joyful. Writing the jokes, man, I look at the jokes that I wrote. And the bits that I wrote and I smile and I feel happy inside. You know how great it is to write jokes for the first time? I've been a comedian for 33 years. Now, there was a long gap where I didn't perform and I'm still in that gap right now. I mean, I've performed a little here and a little there. But when I take it, took it really, really serious and pounded away. But I never felt joy in writing the jokes. It wasn't it wasn't a job, something I had to go through just to get on the stage. It was happy. It was a happy experience. And I can feel now and know now when I go back on stage. I'm going to be heading towards an A. And I'm never going to stop again. Look, I know that. You can relate to this in some ways, man. Maybe you're doing something. Maybe you're in a relationship, right? Maybe you're in a relationship where in the beginning you saw that person and they looked incredible. They looked incredible. The body was incredible and cute and sexy or whatever the hell you find attractive, whatever you want. And you got with that person. You, you jumped on top of each other all the time and it's great and incredible and rip each other's clothes off and jump on top of each other. Express yourselves with each other physically and you're like rabbits and doing it and this, that and good and go for and everything 
But then that love chemical in the brain wears off. And the simple fact is you didn't really notice that you didn't enjoy their company so much. Right. You would just look forward to the next time you could express yourself with them physically. So the relationship was always a B because even if they were a little boring in conversation or they didn't like the things, things that you liked or they didn't want to hang out with your friends or whatever the thing, whatever the hang up was, you knew that that expression of physical love was going to happen and it was going to be great. And the relationship was at least going to get to be a B because you were going to be able to do that stuff. But the love chemical wears off. Oh, no. And then you're just two people there. And you realize in your relationships, you deserve to have an A relationship. A, well, you're happy, right? You've seen those people. They've been together for 10, 15, 20, 47,000 years, and they still light up when the other person walks in the room. If they're talking to the same person and they're standing next to each other, the person who's not doing the talking is lovingly looking at their spouse. And the same thing happens when the other person is talking and you know they can't wait to just be anywhere near each other. They love it. They got the A. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Wouldn't it be great? I think this would be a great thing. Wouldn't it be great if you could literally just turn off sexual attraction completely to shut it down? Asexual, that's it. You go out, you meet somebody, right? They become really good friends, right? You already know you enjoy their company. You can't get enough of them. You can't stop you know, being with them every time they're not with you, man. I really love to be with that person and love being with them. We were compatible. I'm strong where they're weak. They're strong where I'm weak. We're compatible, incredible, and double incredible, quadruple incredible, and all of that crap. But time to turn on the sexual attraction button. Click. Oh, yeah. And then you find out you already fixed the most important part, the part that takes you from a B to an A. And then you add the A stuff to the B stuff and you get A plus stuff and you've seen those relationships. Everything's a relationship. Like I have a relationship with my podcast that's heading towards an A. I have a relationship with my stand up, which because it's going to actually be me performing and not the me that is doing what I think other people would like without thinking about what I want to do. I think that stuff will be heading towards a with a goal of a plus, just like the goal with this podcast is to be a plus. And I know that. Because I'm not that guy anymore, the guy that puts up the funny, the hide from people, to keep them just close enough where they think I'm hilarious and he he he, but just far enough away so that they don't see that I feel bad and I'm less than ooh. I'm happy to announce. I know that I'm not less than anyone else. I don't feel that. I haven't felt that way in a while. This is just the first time I'm talking to you guys about it. Because I have a feeling you can relate to that. You know what that feels like. And I know that my relationships 
are heading towards A with the goal of A+. I want to have at least A's across the board. Obviously, I would like A pluses across the board. But if I can get to A, I'm cool with it. And if I have to settle for a strong B plus that's almost an A, if I've given full effort, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. But I ain't dealing with any C's. Hell no. And you shouldn't have to deal with any C's either. So, I'm going to go back to doing the regular show next week where you do I do the you know the characters and the tell stories about what happened and write some jokes and all that kind of thing but sometimes sometimes on this podcast I'm going to be real here and you're going to act, have an opportunity to hear me not S. Anthony the comedian but S. Anthony guy who likes you and cares about what happens to you and thanks you for caring about what happens to me. So no funny music, no, no wacky exit. I'm not plugging anything else. I'm not talking about websites and email addresses. None of that crap. I'm just saying from me to you, let's all go and get A's. Okay. Let's have, let's have our lives be defined and described accurately by Fonzie from uh, from uh, Happy Days. Hey, right? I mean, are there any TV characters that go B? Any if they if there are, to hell with them. Are there any TV characters that goes C? The hell with them too. And if there's any characters that say D, E, or F, we should kick the crap out of them because what kind of? Okay, I'm getting weird here. So, folks, let's all have Fonzie lives, right? Nothing but A. Hmm. See you next time.